Olson and Wilson Private Capital presents Cincinnati's own Wise Money with the founders Brad Olson and Joe Wilson. That's right, folks. Welcome to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson, the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital right here in Cincinnati. Gentlemen, Joe, Brad, how are you guys doing this week? Who day? Who day? Who day say going to beat them Bengals? The referees. I'm aggravated. Still mad. We can only control what we can control. Couldn't control those refs. Right. But I guess I'm proud of the guys. We, we march on NFL headquarters. That's what I think. It Let's should go. be a Cincinnati <laughs> march. Unbelievable. It was close. Wonderful game, though. What, what, our players played exciting, uh, wonderful television played hard. to watch, but yeah. played hard. Did what they could. Hey, yeah. folks, uh, we plan on retirement strategies every single week on this program. Uh, boy, we've got a lot packed in here today. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit about Secure Point uh, 2.0 once again. Tax deductions. We've got to bring in the retirement CPA, uh, Mr. Bradley Olson. Let him yes, talk sir. about stuff. Uh, Joe Wilson, uh, all throughout the program. Also joining us, in our engineer, Chrissy Paredes, and uh, maybe even a little bit in the program uh, later if we've got time, Kelsey right, Albright, the, the our three director. Natty champion. That's right. The oh, Fantastic. Let's hop right into it because I know our listeners tune in for your advice. Let's talk a little bit about this Secure Act 2.0. You both have changes. had a little bit of time to review it. Brad, yep. is anything sticking out good, bad in between for you on uh, on some of the tax takeaways? <laughs> well, one big things that will affect a lot of people is a change in the withholding rates mm -hmm. or withholding tables and mm -hmm. the IRS sets those uh, periodically it adjusts them but so so the secure act uh, basically decreased the withholding a little bit meaning you'll have uh, more net take-home pay in your paycheck however you need to remember that however that, that isn't your tax rate that isn't how much taxes you're paying. That's only what they're withholding. Mm -hmm. So you need to, to make sure that you take a look at the year in total. Is that going to be enough or is this going to cause me uh, problems down the road? Just because they're withholding less taxes doesn't mean they've dropped the tax rates or, or okay. decreased your taxes. Yeah, I fun. actually had a person tell me one time, I, I asked them you know, in the first appointment, uh, you know, how much do you pay in taxes? Mm. And the response was, this is this is uh, actually from an individual. He said, oh, I didn't pay taxes last year. I got money back. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, there you go. So you, you, you need How's to understand, <laughs> um, understand oh, how that th the withholding fits into the whole, the whole process. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, though. They, they, they did a little bit of a change with the standard deduction guys, which is, which is interesting. So if you're not itemizing and, and I know a lot of folks, maybe if they're a little wealthier, they itemize out, but if you're not itemizing, uh, you're looking probably more 2023 here. Taxpayers are going to get a little bit of relief. Married filing jointly. We'll see a standard deduction of $27,700. It's up $1,800 over 22. So, uh, and single deductions is going up 900 bucks to 13,850. So a little bit more of a standard deduction. That's a little bit of a shift, if you will. Can I ask you guys, where is no. that cr 
crossover point of when when you think it's better for somebody to itemize as opposed to not itemizing and just going ahead and taking the the 27.7 well that's a math problem I love that answer. They need to figure it out both ways. Here's the deal. Hire hire a tax advisor and CPA and do the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something. That's water cooler talk. It's a good question, but I think you just add it up, and hopefully, uh, you know, your TurboTax, if you're doing yourself, will help you out with that. If not, the greatest money I spent my entire life is hiring someone to do that for me. I I have zero desire to sit there and stress over that. So offload it. Uh, I was looking for a shorthand answer, but you're just, you basically told me you got to do your math problem both ways. You got yeah. to do out the well, long sure version. Do. And, and that does yeah. make sense. I get that. Well, I mean, if you've got a business and your deductions and things of that, nature, there's a lot of deductions that are coming. You need to kind of understand what's going on. So I wouldn't say it, I like it. Math wins. Math wins. Hey, here, here's a, something that's yeah. interesting, though. Um, that there is a little bit of a, of a cap for employers, employees participating in 401k, 403b, 457s, yeah, any type of savings plan. Uh, they're, they're going up to 22,500. Bumped it up a little. A little bump up. Now, I think that's really beneficial on the Roth 401k side because it allows you to throw money in there and you never pay taxes on the growth of a Roth 401k. I think people need to understand some tax planning if you're doing it all in a 401k, 403b, 457 thrift plan. When you take money out, it is all taxed at income. So what you're doing is, yes, you're getting a little tax break for putting that money in, but you are deferring the tax owed and you're deferring the tax owed on all the growth. And in addition, ladies and gents, you have no idea what the tax rates will be in the future in a 30 Two trillion dollars in mm-hmm. debt, sitting pretty much at the highest debt ratio we've seen since World War Dose. Um, that's a little scary punt, if you ask me. So Roth 401k, we love that. You get a little little increase, and then same on the IRAs. Uh, it's increased to 6,500, and if you're over the magic age of 50, jumps up to 7,500 this year. So um, there is a way. We we love the Roth option of that. Um, but there's a way to squirrel away some more money in those plans. And I think that anytime you're saving money, that's good. Again, it is a math problem. Understand what you're doing if you're deferring all that, that tax is owed. Well, tax planning, <clears throat> tax planning is just a series of math problems, little math problems, bigger math problems. And, and you, you, you can't just wing it. It's, it's really important to run the numbers because mm-hmm. it changes for your situation you know, how, what do your assets look like? What is your life expectancy? What is your current age? What do you want to do with the money? Um, everything is different for everybody. There's, there's no blanket advice that, that makes sense. Well, we say it all the time. It's not the size of the number. It's the size of the income that that number right. produces. I mean, we had someone here just the other day uh, that had nothing saved, nothing really saved. I think they had a $87,000 IRA and are retiring. That's alarming to most folks until we sat down and did the income planning. And with them, they had a pension that was going to provide for them almost $5,000 a month. Add in their social security, which was another $3,000 a month. That's $8,000. And with their lifestyle, they were very comfortable at that level. So, 
when you're saving in these buckets, you got to understand that, yeah, that number might be really big, but if taxes go up or even stay where they are, a big chunk of that is not yours. It's going to Uncle Sam, and that will affect your income number. It's why it's so important that we just, just you cannot even think about going into retirement without having a comprehensive written financial plan. And that's one of the things we offer and do here at Olson Wilson Private Capital. We have an amazing team. CFPs, CFAs, and for the first 15 callers. Now, Spike, we have been so busy. Yeah. Uh, we offered this last week, and the phone rang off the hook, and we are bumper to bumper with meetings this week. But for the first 15 callers, we want to offer complimentary, free, no obligation, comprehensive, written financial plan from our team of CFPs and CFAs. You need to have a clear understanding of your income, your income gap, your tax planning, and a clear understanding of maybe the taxes you might still owe on your current savings. You cannot go into retirement without that knowledge. And we cannot stress that enough. So, folks, I'm going to give out the phone number here. I know you might be driving around doing your errands right now, or maybe you're doing stuff at the house, listening to the radio. Here comes the phone number. For the first 15 callers, we want to put together a complete, a comprehensive, a written financial plan. Just like Joe was talking about, we need to bear out the numbers first to figure out what that income strategy is. We can't just guess our way through retirement. So if you would like a comprehensive, written financial plan put together by a team of certified financial planners, call this phone number for the first 15 callers, 844 657 1072. That's 844-657-1072. You can also go to the website if you want to, owprivatecapital.com. That's owprivatecapital.com for Olson Wilson, privatecapital.com. A quick follow-up question I wanted to ask you guys. These catch-ups, I think that a lot of folks have memorized numbers in their heads of what they think they can contribute to their, their 401ks. Yeah. And a lot of folks even kind of forget about the catch-ups. I'm assuming that you find that the more successful people stay up to date on these numbers, do these catch-ups, do these increases over time. How many times do you guys are find that people are unaware of these increases over time? That's a good question. I don't know if we've ever said it. I, w I would say that I think you said something that, that draws attention is that the more you say successful, I think that means the folks that are more prepared for retirement. Mm -hmm. I do feel that the folks we see, regardless of the money they saved, uh, whether they're just beginning or they feel they're behind or they have overfunded retirement, they are aware. And we see so many folks that, that um, are probably more tuned in. I would agree with that. I think they've just taken some time to really understand this matters and have done whatever they can, even though they might not do everything, they're doing what they can for sure. Yeah, And I think, I think it also depends on it. It depends on the, the, the company or where they work mm -hmm. the, because the, the kind of the company culture in, for instance, one of the companies we, we do have a lot of uh, clients from, they retire. The culture is, is to pay attention to that and, and to save they just save like maniacs. They they pump those four hundred one ks. It's kind of Cincinnati too, full of money. Yeah, but I I would say that they are tuned into that. They they try to to put as much in those plans as they can. And maybe they're tuned into it because they tune into you guys. They tune into Wise Money oh, every single course. week. 
Folks, get your own certified written financial plan put together by a team of CFPs, but you got to call, you got to get into the schedule. You can't imagine how quickly the calendar fills up. And at the beginning of the year, everybody's yeah. trying to slide in before tax time. That's a good point, Spike. Folks, you got to call the phone number 844-657-1072. That's 844-657-1072. More Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson when we get back right after this. Welcome back to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson, the co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital right here in Cincinnati. Gentlemen, I got to ask you, we were sitting around watching the football games this weekend, and my uncle was talking about an annuity. Yeah, Uncle Phil. And I said, well, Uncle Phil, I, I like that you've got it there. It seems like you're planning for the, the income stream later down the road. And I asked him what kind it was. And he said, I don't know. I, I, I just never <laughs> got it. Oh, my. And eventually Classic I'm going to turn Uncle this on. Classic well, Uncle Phil. You know, that's really common, too. It is common. It's really common. And and w- what we find is is a lot of times when people come in the office and we have them bring all their stuff in, throw it in a grocery bag and bring it in. <laughs> and and a lot of times they'll they'll own annuities. And and we'll ask them about it and we say, "Tell me about this. Why do you have it?" And they're like, "Yeah, I don't know." And I, I ask them, how do you like it? And I would say that the majority of, of the annuities that we see that people have that come in are what are called variable annuities. And there's five <laughs> different... Yeah, kind of. There's a Friday the 13th there's, screen. There's right five there. different types, one of which is a variable annuity. And, and I, run, I would forced, just run. throw it out there if if somebody thinks they have an annuity and they don't know what type first of all you got to figure that out give us a call and we'll go through and analyze it and if it is a variable annuity you need to understand exactly how that works and you need to understand exactly what you're paying because it's it's like a bad neighborhood when you're picking an annuity you cannot go in there by yourself and <laughs> and you know in in the right situation in in the right um positioning sometimes a variable annuity is fine and it, it meets the needs but Rarely. but there's a lot of time a lot of times they're they're not positioned correctly. Well, well here and people don't understand what they're paying. Let's let's take a breakdown of kind of what it what some of the main things about it. Number one, I think it's it was Wall Street's attempt or some companies to try to help uh, provide an income solution to a lot of Wall Street advisors, big box firms, and so they uh, variable annuities are variable. They can go up, and they can go down. Uh, it's they are called they're invested in sub accounts. It's yeah. kind of a cousin to a mutual fund, if you will very expensive internal expense ratios on those. And what, what Brad was alluding to people would put money in here and, you know, they're thinking they everyone thinks annuity it's lifetime income, right? Social security is an annuity, you put money in, you get lifetime income. And, and it kind of has, that's why Brad says there's several different types. 
but this is variable. And, and in a year like 2022, we're seeing variable annuities coming here for the first time and they're down 25, 30 plus oh, percent. Hammer. I mean, 30%. And folks are like, I thought this was, was safe. What they have usually on there and, and the challenge is there's an income writer and it's to provide lifetime income, which makes a lot of sense. We talk about income, right? A lot of sense. Here's the challenge. When you add up the sub accounts inside of there, the mortality and expense charge, the account fee, uh, the rider fee for lifetime income, we're seeing some that even have a death benefit fee on top of them. We're talking 3.9 to 4.2% average annual expense. Someone in not long ago, I put money in these, we're looking at them and, and they're like, well, yeah, but I get that lifetime income of $12,000. We went back and did the fee analysis, guys. They were spending almost $10,000 in, in fees, fees. to get 12000 So if it is truly being set up for income, there are so many amazing tools that do that at a fraction yeah, there's of much, the cost. Much more efficient. Without ways. the volatility, way more efficient. And I think that's what we're that. trying to, to There's There's more than one way to, as my grandpappy would say, mm-hmm. skin a cat. Uh, that's a really expensive way. I, in fact, I think, folks, if you have a variable annuity, you need to dial 844-657-1072. Allow our amazing team of CFP, CFAs to help put that in your financial plan and get a clear understanding of what you own, what hidden risk are inside of there, and how much are you paying to have that risk. And it is an absolute eye-opener and shock uh, when you really break that down. And I would say, even across my friends, financial advisors all across the country, um, I, I, we get together and we, we, we start hearing these stories and, and it's just amazing where so many of these things were designed to provide income. And when you really break it down, it's, it's, it's a much better deal usually for the insurance company than it ever is for the, for the investor. Well, and I think, you know, it's, it's entirely up to the individual whether they want to own it or well, absolutely. It's their money. They can do what they want. Sure. However, they need to understand the pros and cons. They need to understand what it's costing them and what the alternatives are. And once they have all of that information, then they can make an informed decision. Yeah. But, but you can't do that if, if you don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, how about a situation or a type of annuity that, that maybe does work for folks? Or the, so you were saying the pros. I well, man, you got to realize there are so many different types of yeah. annuities, right? And it depends on, on what you want. And, and you, hear, you hear all the time, you know, the, the legal sentiments, you know, uh, whatever that jingle was, it's, or it's on every day on television, you know, people get a settlement and they need cash now. Uh, oh, you know, that's, that's, that's a fixed annuity. Uh, there's Maybe. variable annuities we just talked about. There's indexed annuities. There's there's all kinds of different annuities. And, and MIGAs, which are a quote-unquote cousin, if you will, act similar to a CD. It all depends upon the on the individual circumstance. Uh, I will just tell you the one that, that tends to usually be misused the most is the variable annuity. And it is a, it is a trigger. We've seen. And yeah. we see a lot. I mean, we see thousands and thousands of statements a year. Uh, Brad started in this industry when Moses parted the Red Sea, so he's seen a few of these before. Wow! Uh, so, yeah. Wow! You went there. I, I not think me. so. I think that's the trigger word. I, if it's a variable annuity, I think you need to really understand what you own in any annuity you yeah. have. It's it's good to have a clear understanding of what you have. There are some decent ones, but um, it has to be appropriate. And and so many times we see these variable annuities, they are just not appropriate. Well, I mean, it, 
like everything else in retirement planning, there's no one blanket piece of advice that, that fits everybody. It's all situation dependent. Does it fit your plan or not? And which, and mm-hmm. that's just, a, you don't know unless you have a written financial plan completed. You don't know if it's appropriate or not. Which is exactly why I wanted to ask you, Brad, and maybe both of you could explain a little bit more. I know we've done this at the commercial breaks, but kind of going through a little bit of the written financial plan. Does an annuity fit into there? I ask that because I think a lot of folks are hoping that retirement will be a product. I push this button or I swallow this pill and boom, there's the solution <laughs> yeah. to my retirement. Yeah, but it it's really the easy isn't microwave. No, it's not. Nope. Because things change, Spike. When you look at what 2022 is a great example of of why you can't hit the easy button in retirement. 60-40, 60% stock, 40% bonds for the longest time. That was the easy button. Autopilot hit that and off you go into retirement. Uh, that portfolio was down almost as much as the S&P 500. When you're retired and you're pulling money out and you're seeing a negative 16, 18, 19% rate of return and you're pulling 4 to 5% out, we're seeing some folks even pulling out because of inflation, 6 7%. That's unsustainable. You're losing 20 plus percent of your portfolio in one year. And it's why you can't just set it and forget it. The markets are volatile. Things are moving. Federal Reserve is moving geopolitical events are shaking. It's the first time there's been a war in Europe in 75 years. We saw the worst bond market going back into the 1980s last year. It was the fourth worst stock market, 1974, 2002, 2008, and 2022 for the S&P since World War II. This is not the time to be cavaliers and say, I'm going to put it in here and I'll look at it in 20 years. You're gambling big time on your most precious assets and and you're looking at really gambling on your potential future. You cannot be cavaliers. There's no set easy button because things change. When someone comes in and gets the written financial plan that you're talking about, prepared by a team of CFPs on your team, is this something then that is static? They say, well, great, this was prepared in 2023 or 2024, uh, but you know, a couple of years down the road, it's, it's no longer valid. It, talk to me about, it, is it just a one place in time that this written financial plan is, no. works for them, or does it change over time? It changes over time, and, and that's what Joe was saying. The, the plan, the written plan is here is how we're going to get through retirement and and accomplish what we want to accomplish, right? Is it travel? Is it whatever it is? And, and it's based on a number of assumptions. And as those assumptions change, like last year, right? Inflation changed, the market changed, interest rates changed, and you got a year older. So everything in that plan has to change and be updated. It, it doesn't do you any good to have a, a, a financial plan and stick it on the shelf and look at it in five years. You have to adjust it. That's the whole point of having it is it gives you a reference point and what your assumptions were so you can make intelligent changes and you're not just, you know, guessing. Well, and it's why we're offering this. And because we feel, and this is where we're different, we feel this is a vital part of any 
client that is trying to march into retirement that they understand what they have, where they own it, what are they paying for it, how it will affect them and ongoing in the future. Wall Street has taken over this financial plan world, the big box firms, and it drives me nuts. They're charging $1,500, $2,000, $3,000 for some of this stuff, and it's static. We're seeing people that have paid $1,500 for a financial plan in 2021 come in, and the inflation rate assumption is 2%. Well, how's that working right now? Yeah. We saw inflation up at nine and we got it now hanging around six. We'll find out, you know, where we are here. It's bouncing around, coming down, thank God. But three times, two times what their plan is planning for. That is static. It's money gone and it's why it has to be ongoing. And with our clients, we have an ongoing relationship. But the first thing you need to understand if you're going on a journey is where am I? What part of town am I? How do I get on the highway? You need a map. You need a plan. And that's what we're offering. First 15 cars, a comprehensive, no obligation. Our team will do this for you. We need you to meet with us, bring in your statements, have a conversation, and we'll get our team on it. And you'll leave our office with a comprehensive written financial plan. But to do that, we need you to act. 844-657-1072-844-657-1072 or OWPrivateCapital.com. That's our website, OWPrivateCapital.com. You can click on there and get access to our In the Media links. You can see our news interviews and got a YouTube page in there and social media. Reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you. More Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson right after this. Welcome back to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson, co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital. Also joining us in the booth right now, though, is Kelsey Albrink, Director of Operations here at Olson Wilson Private Capital. Kelsey, how are you doing? It's been a it's been a minute since you've joined us on the show. How are things going for you? Yeah, it's been a while. I've been good. Really good. Excellent. She's keeping Excellent. Us out of trouble and straight and busy and we call her the boss lady around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, director of operations, oftentimes we have two different directors of operations in our relationships. It was an interesting article that we all came across this week is when is the right time to talk about money and finances money, money, in money, our money, relationship? Money. And, you know, of course, we want to get a temperature read, uh, I would say, before we get married. But uh, oftentimes we put off conversations even throughout our marriage and even when it comes to retirement planning and so forth. And I don't know. I'm not the expert here. I just I kind of wanted to throw out the discussion on this one and, and bring in our whole family, including our engineer, Chrissy Paredes. And what, when do you guys start when, and gals all start talking about this? When, when do you think is a good time? And we'll throw it to Joe and Brad. When, when do we kick off these conversations with our partners? Brad has left the studio. He's handling uh, oh, handling the retirement questions. He's like, he's like, what? Relationship and money out. Here's the deal, because I know his wife, the doctor. The doctor handles everything. So Brad just shows up and does whatever the doctor says. So that's he's smart. That's why he's long happily married. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that's a. It is a question. You, you hit us with this in our planning meeting about this today, and I was like, man, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of when Angela and I first had our first conversations, and it was probably when things were getting serious and we were getting ready to, you know, get married, and we were trying to merge household money, and uh, I think that's probably where it started. 
Uh, that was a really long time ago. I'm trying to remember back what those conversations were. I think that's just it, though. You're saying that's your first discussion. This isn't just one discussion and done. It's definitely oh, an ongoing discussion. That's why she's the director of ops. She nailed it. There you go. That's a good I point. Mean, well said. Through different phases of life. I mean, first marriage. How do you combine things? What yeah. do you keep separate? Then, all right, what do things look like once you start having kids? If you choose to have kids, that's going to look different. Um, one parent might not contribute as much. One parent might be staying home now. Yeah. What point. does that look like? It's a, definitely an ongoing discussion, not just a one and done type deal, but. But we see that though, you know, we have folks come in all the time and it's like, oh no, you know, Susie handles everything or Bill handles yep. and everything and I'm just here because, yep. and they're happy with that. The challenge is, is sometimes Bill and Susie pass away yeah, that's, and that's when say, it's. What happens when, when that does, do you have people come to you and say, carnage. I don't know where to start? Carnage. It's, it's awful. Um, we had a. Recently, I guess it was last year, a client got COVID and never really kind of came back from it and ended up passing away and he handled everything. And it has been, it's been, I mean, Kelsey, you probably have six conversations a week, just, I mean, to almost the point of even like, here's how, how you write a check kind of thing, you know, like literally handle nothing. And so that's tough. And that's the last thing any spouse, I know once for their other spouse, but yet sometimes just, it's just not convenient. Well, it works for us. Well, it will work for you until things don't work. Until it and that's when yeah. it's a challenge. How about you, Chrissy? What What's your experience been here? I waited until moving in together. That was the, the big talk. And we were pretty much on the same page goals-wise and everything. But revisiting that conversation is important. It's kind of like ripping the Band-Aid off, right? Because if you're not on the same page, I could imagine... That would be difficult. Feel like uh, that scene in Wedding Crashers. Set the scene, Chrissy. Tell okay. us about it. No, well, so they're just walking a couple who's going through a divorce in the situation through their separation agreement. Got it. And I didn't know if you guys ever had to walk folks through coming to some common ground on making financial decisions. That's a good question. I think, and Kelsey, you could, you're could you in these meetings a lot. I think a lot of times that probably tends to be one spouse is aggressive in their nature. They want to take the financial risk and another spouse isn't. They want more secure and safe. And I think it varies. A lot of times we're like, well, that's the man's wanting to be aggressive and the ladies want to be, you know, conservative. And that's not always the case. We've seen um, that change very differently throughout. And usually that's where I feel the conversation of money and investing tends to have its, uh, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee and I'll be back in 20 minutes moment. You know, it's usually one spouse is feeling one way and the other's feeling the other. Wouldn't you agree? What do you think? I do agree. Yeah, it's definitely a, we're just going to step out, let you guys talk a few things through. <laughs> Have you guys get on the same page a bit more? <laughs> kind of like what Brad did. Yeah, kind of like Brad did. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm out. Yeah, it is interesting because we're having meetings, and I think it's important. We don't, we're comprehensive wealth planners, and what that means is we're putting everything out on the table because it's hard to plan if there's mama don't know dough that doesn't come up. And Every once in a while, there's a, well, I also have this account and it's got X amount in it or this amount in it. And sometimes the eyes roll. It's kind of funny. And you, we've done this long enough. You can see if like, ooh, that was mama don't know, though. 
or Papa don't know dough. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll just uh, to speak to some of the facts for you in this article again from Fortune, and there are forty percent of couples surveyed say that they argue about spending habits. Um, most frequently, things about salary saving strategies, uh, even retirement goals, and and splitting the bills and so forth. And so do you, I like what you're saying. You kind of facilitate the conversation, but then you go, oh, hey, I've got to go uh, step over to this meeting real quick. I'll be back in 15 minutes. Yeah, so man. you kind of Marriage drop the conversational hand grenade and then walk out. <laughs> Marriage counselor is not on our door. That's another, <laughs> that's three doors down. That is not us. Uh, and normally it doesn't get there. It is interesting. Every once in a while, there's an issue. I feel like most couples do a pretty good job with this. Um, there's always differences of opinion, uh, but they're usually minor. Uh, and if it's major, usually then there's something significantly other more wrong than than just where to spend the money or invest the money. I would I would say. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you all agree though that it's easier for us to stay on track and to achieve our goals if we're working together as the team, right? To kind of, to, oh, you know, yeah. we, we might have a few differences here and there on how many vacations we take a year or what our spending should be for the month. But isn't it a little easier for both kind of agreement and respecting each other in these decisions? Well, well I would ideal, say yeah. it is ideal, and I, I will tell you from a from a financial planning scenario, you, you need to understand what everyone has, and it's so challenging when only one spouse comes and doesn't. We don't have the other spouse because when we're doing these comprehensive financial plans, we really do a deep dive into the assets that they own, and we talk about correlation of the assets, how they're correlated to each other, and overlap, and where. Uh, you know, they feel like they're, oh, we're very diversified. She has mutual funds. I have mutual funds. We have ETFs and ETFs. And the challenge is we look at a stock intersection report, and sometimes they're owning the same stock 20 different times across all their funds, and they, they don't realize it. And so when the market zings, um, they're heavily correlated, and it makes a major impact. And it is why it's so important when you're doing comprehensive financial planning, it all comes together and they work together. It's fine if Susie wants to be aggressive, then you just got to make sure that you're counteracting that in Billy's portfolio. Uh, otherwise, you could really put yourself into a dangerous situation when you have years like we had last year. I mean, the right. NASDAQ was down 30%. You know, if, if Billy and Susie are both over allocated to that, they just got whacked. And if they're walking into retirement, that's a problem. Kelsey Albrink joining us in the booth today. She is the Director of Operations here at Olson Wilson Private Capital. Kelsey, do you think we should just have one Director of Financial Operations uh, in, in our coupledom together? Or how can we bring both people in, uh, at least as far as knowing where the assets are, knowing where the plan is, knowing where the passwords are? It, it's just we, we experience time and time again one person who takes care of the finances. And I don't know, I mean, I guess I'm wondering, how can we joyfully bring both parties in so we're moving together with our goals together? Yes, well, I do have to say, I understand there are some people who just have absolutely no interest. Now in saying that, even though you have no interest, you still need to know the basics. Like you were saying, you need to know where the money is. Mm -hmm. You need to know how everything is allocated. Like Joe was saying, you can't be allocated the same way as your partner. Like that's too much overlap in your portfolio. You, The communication, at least at the baseline level, still needs to be there, even if you have no interest in finance. Exactly. A great answer there. Uh, so, Joe, we're, uh, we're about to go out to break here, and we've talked a bit throughout today's program about the written financial plan. Talk to me a little bit about the process. We say that we've got a, a team of certified financial planners. 
who can put together a written plan for your radio listeners and for your television listeners and for the folks who come to your to your live event. But it's limited because sure. of how much outreach there is. But you've got a team of folks putting it together. How exactly does that process work? Yeah, what's going to happen is is you're going to dial 844-657-1072, and we have a team standing by. If it's busy, call back. The phones have been been very busy here recently. Uh, dial that number. If, if, it's, if you have to leave a message, leave a message. One of our team members will reach back out to you. We're going to schedule a time for you to come in and just have a conversation. Everything has to start with a conversation because your retirement is different than your neighbors. Your retirement is different than your aunt, your uncles, your grandparents. It's your retirement. And so you need to start with just a conversation in the office. And when you do that, we're going to ask you to bring in some information, bring in some statements, allow our team to, to get to working on that. And we'll set up a time for you to come back in. And then it's going to allow us to give you what we see. Where are you currently allocated? What kind of hidden risk are you taking? What are you paying for that risk? What kind of undue tax debt are you sitting on right now that when you start to take money out to have the retirement of your dreams, you have to pay taxes on? What type of overlap do you have in your portfolio? What type of correlation do you have in your portfolio? What is your income gap? Do you have enough money between Social Security and what you think you could take out of, out of your retirement assets to stay retired? It's not just getting retired. It's not a start line. Uh, it is the middle of the race, and you've got a long, long way to go, and you have to stay retired. To do that, you need a comprehensive written plan. There is nowhere on a statement from a big box firm, and we see hundreds of these, thousands, yay, verily, every year, where it shows you how much money you can take to be and stay retired. Where do you take your assets from first? Where Where is your overlap? Where do you take the risk? Where do you take the conservative nature? All of this is part of what we offer, but to do that, it starts with a phone call and the willingness to come in and have a conversation. Folks, we're broadcasting all around the area, so we've got to limit it this week. For the first 15 callers, call the phone number I'm about to give so you can get your own comprehensive written financial plan put together by a team of CFPs from Olson Wilson Private Capital right here in Cincinnati. 844-657-1072 is the number. That's 844-657-1072. More wise money right after this. Welcome back to Wise Money with Brad Olson and Joe Wilson, co-founders of Olson Wilson Private Capital right here in Cincinnati to get your own comprehensive written financial plan put together by a team of CFPs from Olson Wilson Private Capital. You just need to call the phone number here for the first 15 callers, please. 844-657-1072. That's 844-657-1072. You know, there might be folks out there who are thinking they don't need to be doing financial planning right now or they're even embarrassed because of layoffs. The list of what is being cut uh, tech-wise across the country is crazy. 3M hits the Midwest, uh, more from Apple, but the layoffs, just thousands, hundreds of thousands of jobs. Microsoft, Amazon, Twitter, Qualcomm, BuzzFeed, Kraken and Coinbase, DoorBash, Roku, Morning Brew, Cisco, Asana, Meta or Facebook, Redfin, Zillow, Zendesk, Lyft, Chime, DocuSign, Netflix. Man, you guys use quite a any few. of those? Yeah, it's, it's quite just, a few. It, it's across the country. Well, that's what happens when some of these names, and, and we talk about you know seasons of investments. Nothing wrong with some of these companies. You look at the the. I mean, Google is used every day. Microsoft, Amazon, my Lord, I think we've had Amazon show up here at the office three times already today. 
Um, they're good companies. They're out of they're out <laughs> yep. of favor, and they got a little rich and the tooth and and the pullback. And when you see companies have forty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent declines, and in some cases more, um, those CEOs are are scrambling to meet earning expectations. And one of the ways to do that is they're cutting. And because that business is slowing down, we're seeing, uh, starting to see article after article where spending is starting to, to in some areas, it's still normal. But in a lot of other areas, we're starting to see cuts because inflation is really having an impact. Um, and so companies are, are laying off and they're trimming. And it is interesting, a little bit of an alarm to me. Uh, and we've said this before on the, on the program and definitely on the television show, it's one thing for tech world, right? Oh, it's out in California. When it starts to hit mm-hmm. 3M in Texas and when you're starting to see something outside of tech, it, it, uh, I know Brad and I saw that and we kind of looked at each other like, oh, man. Uh, and and there, any layoff is bad. And it's not that they're making drastic. Some of these companies have made huge cuts. But it is a little bit of an alarm, and what we we don't want to see is is the layoff situation could just be detrimental right now. When you look at the current savings rate, the amount of credit card debt uh, that's r- raging nationwide, it is so important to make sure you have some some rainy day money, um, our fiscal house, some basement money, because if layoffs do continue and a recession does appear. The last thing you want to be doing is going into that with high credit card debt and not having savings accounts and and not having a job. And and it is a little bit of an alarm. And it's why even for modern retirees, those that have just retired, kind of have to pay attention to this a little bit because it will add volatility uh, and it will cause a little of a nippity nippity move. Couple that in with $31 trillion of uh, debt, you know, as we're hitting this debt ceiling here in Congress, the clown well, wait shows. Wait a minute, don't worry, they're going to raise our credit card limit, right? Aren't they? Aren't they, they raising the debt yeah. limit? Well, they, that's what we've done. And, they will. And they have to. It's, it's, it could, you look, if not, you're looking at freezing social support. No one's going to do that for long when no. you, social security checks don't go out or, uh, that that's a nightmare for not getting reelected, but, but it is going to cause a little bit of market turmoil and what we're seeing in mortgage rates and credit card rates. Uh, it's getting more difficult for the consumer. And um, I think it really, if you're listening to this, you need to take inventory of what you have and how it could affect you going forward. You know, what's interesting, Joe, is that you had just said you got three Amazon deliveries today. I know I was on Netflix last <laughs> night. Um, I know that people still use Zillow and Redfin. Is this just companies you think that maybe got a little of their head over their skis in hiring and seeing the growth from a year ago? And and I, I believe you were saying you think there's some of the pullback so they can keep their bottom line looking strong for shareholders. But I know that I'm still using these things. Yeah. I know I'm still using Amazon. I know I'm still using well, Google. I know I'm still using well, Cisco. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, that doesn't mean the company's going away just because they're they're okay. laying off, right? All they're doing is trying to, well, probably doing two things. One is to make sure that their, you know, their their profit doesn't fall out of the sky, mm-hmm. and and the second thing is is they might be resizing their workforce to accommodate a slowing economy, you know, it, and I think. I think it's different for every company. It's different for every sector and industry that they're in. Um, but just because they're laying off, it, that's not necessarily uh, that's not necessarily bad news for the economy in total. They might be just optimizing their workforce, and right. 
okay. when things come back, when their market comes back, they'll they'll add again. However, that that doesn't help if you've gotten your job eliminated, right? Then then that's another uh, story entirely. Well, that's kind of what comes to mind for me is there's a lot of folks who might say, well, I'm going to continue working. I'm, I'm 62, 63, 64. I enjoy what sure. I'm doing. I'm going to work past 65. I'm going to work past 68 or 70. And the, the sentiment is great, but sometimes there are factors that take you out of the workforce. And I think it's a lot harder, obviously, to make it up or to redo your resume at 61, 62. So, when do you think somebody should start sitting down with a financial planner to see what steps they need to take to ensure that they're going to hit their retirement deadline? Because yes. I, I worry about people who say, I'm just going to keep working. <laughs> yes, they should sit down. <laughs> and and obviously, the best time to do that is before they get laid off. But, you know, if you sit down and go, man, what are we going to do now? That's a really good indication that you need a plan. And and what you're going to do now is, will be answered by that financial plan. What can mm -hmm. you afford to do? How do you navigate through this? It doesn't mean you have to, you know, stay retired, but at least you know where you're at and what your capabilities are going forward. And that's exactly why I think you both talk about having an emergency fund and that emergency fund needs to be liquid. The yep. six to 12 months worth of spending, right? I know nobody gets excited yep. about that emergency fund, but that's what it's for, right? It's really important. Well, it's getting more exciting when you're realizing, you know, you can get in savings accounts now 3.3, 3.4, It makes it a little bit more uh, yeah. exciting than the 0 0.001, you yep. know, that you've gotten for decades, it feels like. So, um, I think right now, fi financial literacy, just basic common sense is paramount for anyone, even retirees just walking into retirement, getting ready to walk into retirement. Look over your goals. You know, what are you wanting to do? Do, do you do you have enough money saved up there in that emergency fund? Has it dwindled down after the holiday spending? Uh, maybe some holiday trips. Maybe maybe take a little focus effort to to ramp that back up. We don't know what could happen here the second and third quarter. Um, you could read half of the analysts. They're saying doomsday, and the other half are saying it's going to be great. Um, and that's typical of the market, right? That's very common. What is important is that you can control some basic things. You can control how much risk you're taking. You can control what you're paying for that risk. You can control the assets that you're invested in and how they're correlated. You can control that. You can control your savings and your savings rate, how much money you're putting away, uh, or are you just spending it on on the Starbucks? And maybe you have enough that you can do that anytime you want. And I think it's Starbucks. Love that. Great stock. Um, but, but you know what I'm saying? This is time for financial literacy and just taking a clear understanding of what can you control to best position you and your family for the future. And there's not a better way to start that than a comprehensive written financial plan. You cannot base your retirement off the back of a statement from a big box firm that just has a number on it because nowhere on there does it show you how much of that is yours, how much of that is the government, where do you start taking your money first, how can you take money out and stay retired throughout retirement. There's so many factors other than just a number, and that's a risk you can control. That's why you need to dial 844-657-1072. We have an amazing team standing by that will set up a time for you to come in and talk with us don't forget the special appearance by the retirement CPA in the meeting. 
have a conversation, sit down, and we'll put together a plan for you with our team of CFPs and CFAs that will get you ready to trap the retirement of your dreams. But you got to act, 844-657-1072. couple minutes left here, so I just want to ask on one more thing that you hit on, Joe, uh, talking about the debt ceiling. I feel like we hear about this almost once a year. Is this news? Is this noise? As you said, we can only control what we can control. Uh, this is going to be all over our TVs until it's gone, until they raise it, until they move it. Do we need to pay attention to this? If we're getting ready for retirement or are in retirement, news or noise to you? I, I think you do need to pay attention to it, but, but there's nothing you can do about it. However, that doesn't mean it won't affect you. And, and I think if you look at it in the big picture, I mean, just, just think about it. Common sense will tell you that going forward, taxes are going to go up, right? Now, Personally, I don't know if it's all that bad of a thing if the government shuts down for a while, but but the social security checks, all that kind of stuff, that that would that would be a mess. Mm -hmm. But the whole point of this is that that they can't keep long term, they can't keep issuing debt and issuing debt to to fund all this government spending. That's what's causing the running up against the debt limit. And as interest rates go up and as the amount of debt that the, the government has to service goes up, where is that money gonna come from? And, and it, it comes from tax revenues. It, th those rates, you know, it's a part of what we do when we do the, the written financial plan. I think, my opinion is, you have to plan on taxes being higher in the future. How much? Who knows? But they've been a lot higher in the past. That coming from our retirement CPA. Joe, you want to take us home as we wrap up today's program? Yeah, it's been a great a great show. And I, I think the bottom line out of all of this is just understanding you get one shot at retirement. And uh, in these markets, in these conditions, first war in Europe in 75 years, government spending once again at the forefront. Uh, we're seeing inflation uh, still heading around the Federal Reserve, raising rates in, in a factor we haven't seen. It's affecting the fixed income market. It's affecting the global economy. It's affecting the dollar. Everything is being affected right now financially. The golden lock days of three or four years ago where you closed your eyes and threw a dart at the dartboard and the stock went up, uh, it's, it's not the same. And that's why we're here to help. We, we help you be and stay retirement ready. 844-657-1072. Call now. First 15 callers. Comprehensive written financial plan from our team of CFPs and CFAs. Thanks for listening to Wise Money. We'll be back again next week. Olson & Wilson Private Capital LLC is registered as an investment advisor and only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. The firm is not engaged in the practice of law or accounting. Advisory services offered through Olson & Wilson Private Capital LLC are separate and distinct from insurance sales and services provided by TAP Insurance LLC. 